0: How's it going? Okay, so if you're hearing this, you're probably like, "What's going on? Why are you talking to me like this?" Uh, well, so we 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 went through a rebrand. We originally were speaking of which we're now Drunken Book Club, but I wanted to keep old episodes alive. So here are the episodes before the main update to Drunken Book Club. These are you know episodes that we did on a bunch of different books. Before we rebranded to Drunken Book Club, I keep referring to us as Drunken Book Club, but also reference, speaking of which, which is the old podcast. So, there we are. Also, our new socials for this are at dbc underscore pod for Twitter, and our Patreon is patreon.com slash club. Definitely recommend checking it out, it's only a dollar a month, and you can tell us what books to read. Alright, well, that's it. You guys enjoy the episode. Bye-bye. Hey, just wanted to kind of let you all know that we've restarted our patreon at patreon.com speaking of which uh there's a bunch of new tier options out there for you guys really hope you guys can help support us because we do this completely for free because we can but we could really use the additional support especially in these kind of trying times so without further ado here's the newest episode and thanks also, if you do start pitching, uh, every episode's gonna start this way from now on, so ha ha, suckers, you always have to hear it, and you'll always get to hear your name, even if you just pitch a dollar. So, hey, we appreciate it, and stay tuned. Hello, and welcome to Drunken Book Club Volume. I lost count after a while. This is probably, like, volume 10. It'd be great if it was 11, because this is coming out on nine eleven. And
1: What if it was volume 9?
0: I don't No, I did volume 8, like, a while ago.
1: Okay.
0: So, so I don't know which volume this is. It's a, it's a volume, all right. But I'm Christopher the Ruble, joined today with... Sam. And, Sam, what book did we read this time?
1: I survived. You survived what? The Attack of September 11th, 2001.
0: You know what makes me laugh? Whenever someone says September 11, 2001, they're usually the, um, the, uh, da 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 What's the word? Uh, conspiracy theorists. Those are the ones who tend, like, because normal people will be like 9-11, but conspiracy theorists will be like 9-11-2001.
1: But, like, they have to clarify. Yeah, they have to clarify because there's there's, more than one event. Well, to be fair, there was an event in India that happened, like, on November 9th. So if you do it the weird, like...
0: Yeah, the other way. That
1: way, it's technically 9-11 for them. Yeah. And on the plus side, they're at least not making fun of, like, fucking... I don't know. Not making fun of... What are you talking about? Like, they're not talking about... I wish I were um... drunk.
0: (laughs) At least as drunk as you are right now. Okay, we gotta talk about our pregame. Because... Sam, go ahead and talk about your pregame. What did you pregame on? What are you drinking right now?
1: So, I had a uh, vanilla vodka with Dr. Pepper. Mm -hmm. And then I had a White Claw with... A watermelon white claw. Yes. And you had now a watermelon I'm white claw. on a lemon white
0: claw. Yep, and you are you're really tipsy. I'm pretty tipsy. You're very tipsy. And I've had I had a vanilla vodka shot as well in my Diet Coke. And then I made myself a margarita with um Margarita mix. Yeah, like I made it with margarita mix and I put a shot of tequila. And then I drank that up and it was like, Oh wow, I'm still not feeling really tipsy. So then I made another margarita with the strawberry margarita mix. I put a shot of tequila. I put a sh- shot of blue uh, carousel, and I was like, I'm still not feeling drunk. And I'm currently nursing a uh, a wine. I can't remember which kind of Riesling, Riesling, something like that.
1: It's R E I, right? I don't know, Sam. Riesling, if it's that spelled that way.
0: She's drunk and she doesn't know what she's talking about.
1: I know my German. I do. Advise Deutsch.
0: Stop it, Sam. <laughs> Stop it. I'm not drunk, and I hate you. <laughs> Is this how I am when I'm drunk? Yes. I'm more fun. No. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Okay.
1: Okay, talk about it. Be the host. Be the host, Sam,
0: if you want me to shut up.
1: Talk about the book.
0: I'm not drunk, and I'm angry about not being drunk. (laughs) I've had so much alcohol, but I'm still not feeling drunk. Maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't know. Yes. But, uh, yo, no. We read I Survived 9-11 because, hey, guess what? We're releasing this episode on 9-11, can we just say up front, we're not going to be mean or malicious to the victims of 9-11? I can agree to that. Because if we're making fun of anyone, we're making fun of the people who orchestrated this thing, you know.
1: Or the people that profit off of it.
0: Yeah. Or, oh, God, that's, those people are disgusting as well. Like,
1: I I can make fun of those people. Of
0: course. But they're not, they're not, we're, we're not going to be making fun of the victims. Yes. We're making fun of the people who are shitheads, boot it. Yep. And uh, if, if there's anything else I can say, if you want an actual like kind of a really good kind of analysis of 911, I recommend the last podcast on the Left's analysis of 911, including the conspiracy theory episode because it's pretty it's kind of gives you a good hit. Lindsay Ellis also did a thing about kind of our culture of um, the music. Like- well, music. she also did one
1: about, like, video. and. That's
0: right, she did. About that one's, a, that one's a bit older. That's why I, I forgot about that but one. But it's still really good. I was about to say, How if you, you want to see something like that, I recommend that. Because those two things. Because they're very well-researched. They're very... I wouldn't... I, I, yeah, they're intelligent. If, um,
1: if they critique... If they make fun of or critique anyone, it's the shitty people. It's, it's the shitheads. It's not the victims.
0: hmm And we're already going to say this up front at the top of the episode... We're not gonna put any song that sounds like this. Don't fuck with America, cause if you fuck with us, we're gonna shit in your turban. But yeah. turbans don't belong to Muslims. They wouldn't
1: have that insight in that song.
0: Exactly, they're shitheads like that.
1: Yeah, because they're just people that think they see Seriously, a Seriously, fuck
0: T- Tony Keith. I don't like Tony Keith. I, I, I don't, don't like Tony any Keith. Yeah, Tony Keith. Is his cousin? Yes, yeah, gonna his say cousin like Tony. I, I don't know who Tony. I'm, is. I'm starting to feel a little buzz now.
1: Kicking in. It's
0: kicking in. It's slowly kicking in, and I, I, I unfortunately left my wine a little out of reach. But maybe that's a good thing. Stop trying to reach for it, Sam. <laughs> you can't have my wine.
1: I'm, I'm even farther away than you are.
0: I know. So, uh, is is there anything else you want to like clarify before we even start talking about this episode? Start I, talking. I, I
1: kind of want to say like it's kind of starting into the episode. Mm-hmm. Neither of us like this book.
0: Yes, we can both. We can both. Say, oh yeah, we did both read it actually. We finally both read the book. And yeah, we both did not enjoy this book. Um just going to lay that out right. I'm going to lay it out up front. It's not a very good book. I'm curious about the other I Survived books, but this one was not a very good one. It's like I can't judge all the others by just this one book, but I can just say I'm not a big fan of it. And I'm also not a big fan of the series in general because she's used, the, the writer has used two or three other events that affected people of color and gained profit from it because she did one on katrina three books in which i'm like holy shit why'd you do one on katrina and then she did one also on the tsunami of fukushima i believe it is i
1: believe it's fukushima
0: um the one in japan well yes thank you sam the earthquake and tsunami that hit them and infected them back in 2011 and i'm like This is a white person whiting, whiting, whiting it up indeed, Chris, whiting it up indeed. not wrong. It's not wrong. But, you know, taking, you know, people of colors kind of what impacted them and kind of, you know, making profit off of it. And I'm not a big fan of that kind of concept. You know, people before profits, yada, yada, yada kind of thing. But at the same time, it's like, if I were that, I would be like... I want to make sure. I, I don't. I mean, I, I can't verify this uh, until I like pick up the book and like because in th- in the back of this one, there's like a why I wrote about 9/11. I'm wondering if she did that for like Katrina as well, and also got influence from an actual you know possible family or group who may have been impacted by by Katrina. I don't know. I can't. I can't speak for it because I don't own the book. Because I don't give two shits about this about this person. I was about to say bitch, but I can't really call her a bitch because I don't. Just feel... like
1: we don't. We, maybe she's a perfectly nice person. Yeah, maybe she
0: is, but at the same time, she her fifth book in the series is goddamn nine eleven. Nine eleven. Yes, thank you, Sam. <laughs> all right, so so I don't know how to really start our summary of this book, but I think I need to read all of chapter one, Sam. Okay. Because you know what, chapter one really really slaps you. Right in the face and it's just like, bitch, this is the book.
1: And it's only like three pages long, so
0: Yeah, it's not even. It's like it's it's literally two pages and a quarter.
1: And it's a big text too, like it's, it's not like very
0: text. large text. This was a brief Sam read this in like forty five minutes.
1: I think maybe an hour.
0: Maybe an hour. I, I say 45 minutes, but either, she says an hour.
1: Either way, it was not... It, a-
0: I would have been on the same path if I wasn't typing out notes. But, like, usually if it takes notes, it doubles my time. Yeah, that so makes sense. it took me about two hours to read this one with notes. Chapter one, Tuesday, September 11, 2001. You know what? Before we even start, where were you on September 11th? I was going to class. Yeah? I went to school as well.
1: Because I remember, like, one kid seeing something about, like, how the giant smoke cloud was like they said something stupid like the giant cloud is going to come at
0: us and kill us all I and mean that's a that's a kind of a you know what? You were in third grade, I was in fourth grade. And this bookshelf was like dumb bitch. <laughs> and I, I could see that, you know, that like a fear of that, you know, not of the unknown. You're not knowing what's yep. going on.
1: But no they thought literally the smoke cloud was gonna kill us. Oh them. yeah. Yeah. And we we live in Arizona.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which is
1: I don't know the exact mileage, but even if there was a smoke cloud that posed any threat.
0: Hold up. I'm going to Google real quick the uh, World Trade Center or the... What's what's the building that's there now? I don't know. Um, Freedom Tower. Okay, I'm going to look up Freedom Tower and I'm going to Google... Distance? The distance. We're going to Google Maps it and see the, and get directions from our location right now to there. Can I get some directions, please? Thank you. It is... Drumroll, please, Sam. Oh, uh, wait. No, I didn't give me directions. Oh, no, stop, stop, stop. Okay, we're going to go from home, finding the best route first. It's a 36-hour ride, and it's 2,396 miles from where we are.
1: So that's safe to say. Any cloud that would be dangerous would have dissipated probably by then.
0: This is my favorite thing, is it'll take 36 hours by car, 33 days by foot.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: Nine days by bike. Let's bike it. (laughs) No. No, thank you. But yeah. But yeah, it's 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 over two. It's almost three thousand miles away.
1: Yeah. So I remember the teacher being like, "No, the cloud is not any danger to us. Shut up."
0: I mean, it's kind. Of, it was kind of a scary picture when you think about oh, it. yeah. Like-, like I mean, looking back now, it was a very scary image. You wanna? Know, I remember very clearly how 9-11 happened for me. I woke up in the morning. I started getting ready for school, and my mom was like, "The terrorists are attacking us." Expecting me to know what the fuck a terrorist was, I was what n- we we're. I was eight. No, nine at that point. So I was... You would have been nine as well. No, was... oh, no, you would no, have been, I would eight. been eight. I would have been yep. nine next month. Yep. And we, I was just like, okay. And she's like, do you want to still go to school? I'm like, yeah, I still want to go to school. I'm not sick or anything. Like, very confused by that statement. So I went to school and I noticed, like, most of the class was empty. Like, I think there was maybe less than half the people were there. I remember... And people were constantly leaving the whole time, the whole day.
1: I remember my parents, I think, tried to make it very normal for me, like, not, like, freak me out about it. Mm -hmm. Because I remember, like, the stuff on the news, like, in the TV. Yeah. But I remember just getting ready for school and then, like... Exactly, that's how I was. Going to school and, like, the teacher, I think, said something, but I don't remember. I remember fourth grade or fifth grade more vividly where we had to stand... The next year where we had to stand at the flagpole (laughs) and, like, sit there just awkwardly. And I was like... Why are we doing this?
0: Remember how the music teacher forced us to start singing more patriotic songs? Oh my like, I'm God. proud to be an American and shit like that. And, like, it was just so annoying to have to read that. That made me feel un-American by singing that shit because it's so ter- It's terrible. They're poorly written songs. Yeah. I don't care who you are. you With anyone with a critique who has, like, a basic idea of critiquing music can say, I'm proud to be an American or any of those other kind of songs. They're terrible songs just in a lyrical sense and just they're blind patriotism and it's disgusting. It's just jingoism. Yeah, exactly. You know, we're we're no better than the fucking people who bombed us yep. by doing that kind of shit. Yeah. I'm just saying it now just by putting ourselves like that.
1: Well, also it's kind of one of those like
0: and I'm proud to
1: be an American. It's one of those if you truly believe that they were truly doing it out of their patriotic or civic duty for the well-being of the nation or whatever bullshit you want to say. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't charge for the song. Mm-hmm. That's my, like, two cents about it. Yep. Like, at least Mariah Carey with, like, Christmas, she doesn't claim it to be, like, a holy song <laughs> for All I Want for Christmas is You. She's like, no, it's just a great song no, to that,
0: sing. That, I'm sorry, Sam, but the gay community and myself agree that shit's holy.
1: Oh, I love that song. Like, I'm not saying any
0: disrespect. Bitch! It's holy.
1: I'm not saying any disrespect.
0: Any, you, dis, you dissing my Mariah? No. She's my fantasy of, uh, my fantasy is her swimming in a A thing of butter? A thing, just swimming in a thing of butter? And me being like, uh, the fantasy. You done? Never. (laughs) But please go on.
1: But basically the the pretense of that it's just for patriotism or some shit like that yeah but then still making a profit oh, we should off have it. called
0: someone for nine eleven we should have called an actual adult who was actually an adult during that time like our parents like our, our parents or anyone like I almost want to call like my brother like not uh, Paul obviously. Um, and be like, you know, because he wasn't an adult yet. He was 5 years older than me So he would have been 14 at the time I kind of want to see a teenager's perspective of it as well I kind of
1: want to see my sister, because she was an adult technically Yeah,
0: yeah Because
1: she was like 19
0: Yep, she she is 10 years older than you So I,
1: I remember my band teacher talking about when, he, when 9-11 happened Like where he was mm-hmm. And that like, and he's so New York Blah, 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 <laughs> fuck that guy, fuck you Because <laughs> um, it was the freshman guy Yeah, yeah He was a douchebag, and he smoked weed with some of the kids, by the way. Please go on. But anyways, um, but he was like, I remember after 9-11, people would actually talk to you on the street and would say things like, hi, how are you? And how it just changed so much, and that's why we need to play this stupid Mm -hmm. No, they just didn't
0: want to talk to you because you're a piece of shit, probably.
1: Well, this hyper, like, American song, it was like this stupid, like... It wasn't proud to be an American level, Mm -hmm. but it was one of those where it was like... It was, it was obvious that it was just
0: a jerk-off song for America. Yeah, so just, just just filth. Filth, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to read the first chapter now that we've said where we were around 9-11. Weird question. Do you remember how full your class was?
1: I don't. I want to say it was pretty full, but I can't... See,
0: mine was, like, halfway filled, and, like, slowly more and more people left throughout the day. And I even think my dad or my mom actually took me out, like, about three-quarters of the day in. Like, they were like, no, we got to leave because I think, I don't know if my mom was working a county job yet or not, and I think they let people from, like, the county and state leave early because they, they were afraid. I'm
1: going to say mate. A lot of
0: people, like, I, I've heard a lot of testimonies where, like, they're in, like, fucking Tallahassee and being like, like, Ed, Ed from uh, brighter side, mm-hmm. he literally was watching the Capitol building of Tallahassee, probably high on shrooms being like, oh, they're going to hit Tallahassee next.
1: Well, I know technically we weren't far down the list just because of the Air Force base we have. Yeah. Like, that was the thing I think a lot of people were scared of, was the fact that we weren't, like, we're not too down on the list just because we have one of the bigger Air Force bases.
0: Yeah, but we're not, we don't hold anyone important. Yeah, but still, it's one of those, It's like, not the Capitol building. It's but, not the White House. But I'm just saying, like, it's still... It's not that elementary school that where George Bush was reading, My Pet Goat. <laughs> Uh, on this week's episode, oh, that's the next nine eleven episode we I have to do is my pet goat. <laughs> but it's, a, it's literally a baby book, yeah, so Yeah, I was no. say it's one
1: of those that will both be done by like 10 minutes. Yeah, I was tops. about to
0: say 20 would know. It's just kidding. All right. A bright blue sky stretched over New York City. It was the morning rush. Men and women woman, <laughs> hurried one to more. work. Taxis, cars, and buses zoomed through the streets. And then there was the plane. Many people in lower Manhattan had heard it before they saw it. The screaming roar of jet engines. The massive aircraft streaked through the sky, barely skimming over rooftops. Up and down the sidewalks, people froze. Eleven-year-old Lucas Cowley wasn't surprised to be in Manhattan that day. His parents had no idea that he'd caught a train into the city. That he was there in a crowded sidewalk, looking up as it all began. Lucas watched, being hypnotized as a plane careened through the sky. He'd never seen a plane flying so low. It was so close he could read the letters on the tail. AA, American Airlines. Panicked questions swirled through his mind. Was there something wrong with the plane? Was a pilot sick? Lost? Confused? Pull up and pull out of me, baby. Lucas wanted to shout, go higher. But the plane kept getting lower and faster. And now Lucas's heart stopped as he saw what was in the plane's path the twin towers of the World Trade Center.
1: And Robert Patterson was right there. Remember me!
0: The silver and glass building, each a quarter of a mile tall, rose high above the New York City skyline. The plane sped up. No! (laughs) With one last ferocious roar, the jet plunged into the side of one of the towers. There was a thundering explosion. People all around Lucas screamed. And then the bright blue sky fills with black smoke and fire. This book does not fuck around with that first chapter. Yeah. And then it fucks around for the re- for a good chunk and of And then that. it
1: talks about, like, the kids' football.
0: So, yeah, the next chapter starts on Wednesday, August 29th. And our protagonist, Lucas, is suffering through pre- football practice in 95-degree weather. And three guys, three guys had already puked up their Gatorade. I just thought that was a funny detail to me. That they puked up their Gatorade. Wonder what colored Gatorade they would have.
1: I want to say yellow because it was almost always
0: yellow whenever. When it was a sports team. Yeah, when it was a sports looked team. Look like piss. Be... Always looked like piss. Tends to be the P. Yeah, I like the yellow one. It's it's lemon, ain't it? It's like lemon lime. Yeah, lemon lime. It's a pretty good flavor.
1: Yeah, I'm say. I mean, I
0: like Gatorade in general. It's a good classic. Can't go wrong with it. Yep. So we then learn that Uncle Benny, his dad's best friend, has gotten Lucas into football. Back when Lucas was in third grade, and his dad had to stay at the burn ward for two months. And Uncle Benny lived with his mom and him.
1: They fucking...
0: Yeah, I'm just going to say it here. Uncle Benny was definitely fucking Lucas's mom. And bonding with Lucas to replace his dad. And I'm going to say it up front. But you can you can tell a woman wrote this book. When, when the quote... He taught me the trick how to always catch the ball. It was... You had to believe you were going to catch it. You have to feel it in your heart. That's some schmaltzy ass shit right there.
1: Just parappa the rapper. You gotta believe.
0: You just gotta believe. I remember when I read that that chapter And I had to come out and be like Sam is it sexist of me to say this
1: and I was like, no, because that's seriously... Like... It it
0: sounds like a woman wrote that. Because
1: honestly, as someone who's been directed by, by like, men for stuff, mm-hmm. they don't say shit like you've got to believe. Yeah, no. They will tell you the technical thing of how to grab the ball. Yeah, and
0: like... I was about to say, no person who has actually played football would say, you got to believe. No, you have to yeah. fucking hold out your hands properly and hug the ball afterwards, after you catch yeah. it.
1: Like, even if it was a woman that actually knew how the fuck to play football.
0: Yeah. it, it, it Like... It sounds sexist, but I had to verify with Sam of, like, am I sexist now? Uh, so where do we leave off? So Lucas went to catch an impossible throw, and his heart was in it, but not in his angles, and he flew through the air and crashed into the hard turf and blacked the fuck out. But it's all good after his trip to the emergency room. All he had was a concussion. Heep, 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 heep. I hate this kid. (laughs) I do too. You know, fuck this kid. Uh, it's just
1: a concussion, I'm fine.
0: Also, the book says he he's had two previous concussions. This kid is going to survive now, 9-11, but not those concussions. <laughs> I'm just gonna say it. So Lucas is feeling better, but he's sad that he can't be on the field with his teammates slapping each other's broad teenage asses for another 12 days. They're
1: not even teenagers, he's like 10.
0: He's 11. let's not teenagers. I wrote this bef- before I real a second time realized he was 11. Okay, shut the fuck up. Meh. Yeah. Preteen asses. Are you happy there? His dad checks up on him, and Lucas hopes he'll stay and talk to him, but he doesn't. And Lucas says he hasn't been the same since Uncle Benny fucked his mom. I mean, <laughs> since the warehouse accident,
1: which is why his in yeah. the burn ward. Yes, because I
0: I, I did forget to mention that part—the burn ward.
1: You mentioned the burn ward, but you didn't connect it to the
0: warehouse. So I too. did not. So we now skip ahead to Monday, September tenth. Lucas's mom takes him to a new doctor to get checked up on before he can return to playing football. This doctor says three concussions in two years is too many. And he recommends he doesn't play football again. Which, yeah, kids should yeah. not be playing tackle football, period.
1: Yeah, that's that's fair. Like,
0: like we should not be having kids play tackle football. That, they should be playing, like, fucking... Uh, you should not be playing football in general, like tackle football, until after you're 25. Because your brain is developing up until that point. And doing that is really bad. It's, it's like the same reason why you don't want to smoke pot or do really bad mind affecting drugs before that time. Because it will affect you in the long run in Yeet. bad ways. Yeet. Hey. But smoking pot after you're 25. 420. Neither of us have ever smoked weed.
1: I thought you had.
0: I had that one thing, but I don't know if I ever was really high or not. I had a what's it? I smoked um a vape pen, a, pen. a vape pen with weed cartridge in it. I didn't really feel anything, but it was very chatty. I was very very chatty, so I don't know if I was really high or not. I don't know. I I don't really count it because I I took two hits and that was it. Two really big hits. I had jobs that continually
1: drug tested me, and I did not want to ever risk that.
0: So four twenty.
1: Could have done it in college.
0: She could have, but she didn't because she was a good girl. I was more worried about getting caught. She was afraid of everything. I mean, that's fair. I was you're white! Sex. You're white. What are you afraid of, Sam? Getting murdered? By woo when you're high.
1: By white dudes?
0: <laughs> getting murdered.
1: I mean, it's fair to be scared of white dudes.
0: So, skipping ahead yet again. <laughs> uh, so, that night, Lu- Lucas begged his parents not to let him quit. And they say, tough shit, kid. We want you to see you live, and he's had too many concussions to realize he needs to stop. <laughs> When I wrote this, I was really funny. So he decides the next day after his dad leaves to go teach firefighters at the Rock. You know the great uh, concert hall at the, in Tucson.
1: See, I thought they were just gonna go on like Dwayne the Rock Johnson's back.
0: Yeah. Ma ta ta. The Rock. That's about to, Have you ever been to the Rock before? No, I've seen
1: it, but I've never.
0: I've only gone to one concert there. I went to see Nile with Jeff back in. 2010 so back it was actually before I graduated
1: yeah so that was before we
0: dated yes it was before we dated and it was literally the day before I did my first day at uh, at the theater and I like was like yeah I went to a Nile concert and like I had was really hard of hearing at that point because I didn't think to grab uh, earplugs it's a very small venue if they're really loud you should be wearing earplugs because they're very loud and you will lose your hearing I, I was, my ears were ringing that whole day, the whole next day. It was great, though. Good concert. I would see Nile again. Just get earplugs for a small venue. Oh, yeah, for a small venue. I was about to say, I've only ever gone to two concerts in my life. Guar and Nile.
1: I've gone to two as well.
0: Which were your two?
1: Ani DeFranco.
0: Doesn't count. I'm just kidding. She's great. And the new Pornographers. That one definitely counts because they're the new Pornographers. And then we left halfway through because we were bored.
1: Oh, <laughs> Well, it was also, like, we got shit seats. Yeah. And, like...
0: Yeah, I can understand that. It was just one of those... They're not like really, fun. like... They're not, like, a band... Like, they're... If you're really into them, you're really into them. But if you're not, you're like, I'll, I'll stay for, the like singles.
1: Yeah, that was kind of it. It was where you're like, oh, we've heard the singles. Okay, thanks, bye.
0: Yeah, I was about to say. It's like... It's like listening to the first couple songs of... You know what is Okay Tangent alert Wee-wee-wee I was listening to Rob Zombie all yesterday For some reason mm-hmm. And I was like Listening to all his Albums in order You know pre-white uh, Post-white zombie Rob mm-hmm. Zombie So I listened to Hellbelly Deluxe And like The first couple songs mm-hmm. Fucking amazing Cause they're the singles It like It starts off with Super Beast Which is like The best fucking song Ever Cause I love Super Beast Then it goes Living Dead Girl And then Dracula, Which are both
1: good
0: Both fantastic songs And then it has like An intermission spot which is actually a really good intermission, and then it goes down from there, and all the songs start to sound alike. And I'm like, this isn't very good. And then I listen to the Sinister Urge. That album is awesome. It's perfect in my opinion. It is a great album. No song, two songs sound alike. And I listen to Educated Horses, and I was like, you know what? This is pretty solid as well. But uh, did he have to fit this lyric, Educated Horses, into all his songs?
1: Educated. <laughs> <laughs> <You> <laughs>
0: Foxy Foxy Whatcha gonna do And then I listened to Hellbelly Deluxe Volume 2 And that one wasn't too bad I liked Sick Bubblegum and Mars Needs Women Like that one had a really good like like Chanting chorus to it And then I listened to the next album after that it had a kitten on it And it was just a remix album and it had some pretty cool remixes But it was very 2010 2011 like industrial So it was very um <laughs> oh yeah, That kind of like style uh, Dubstep style, yeah. you know Very stereotypical dubstep But that's me just talking about Rob Zombie And I had a blast listening to it while playing What was I playing? I was playing Super Lucky's Tale <laughs> New Super Lucky's Tale while playing that The
1: super cute little fox and... Yeah,
0: okay, so he, he decides the next day After his dad leaves to go teach firefighters at the rock And his mom leaves for work That he's gonna go grab his bike and take the train into the city To get Uncle Be- Benny on his side for of the argument why not call him? Is, is my note. Like, this kid's brains are just mush and he's only 11. Just call Uncle Benny.
1: He knows where the firefighter station is. He probably knows the it's, number. The
0: number's 911. <laughs> it's three numbers, kid. Why don't you know it?
1: See, I just imagined him calling the emergency line. Can I talk to my Uncle Benny? No, he like,
0: calls and he's like, What's the number
1: 911? And the operator's like, God damn it, this fucking
0: kid. Stop calling us. So, it's now 911. And God knows what's going to happen today. So he takes the train to Penn Station. And then the subway to Canal Street and is headed towards the World Trade Center. Since the fire station his dad works out works at is nine blocks south of there. He gets there and all the guys say hi. And bear hug him. And tell him he's growing like a weed. And then Lucas talks with Benny about not wanting to quit football. And Benny says he's been worried about Lucas. And that he's got a great mind. And doesn't want him to w- wanted to see it go to waste. And then he'll find something else. Lucas gets mad at that idea and and says in his thoughts furiously, what else do I have?
1: Nothing. You're a dumb child.
0: Kid, you're 11. Play with some Legos. Get some comic books. Play another sport. There's baseball, a very non-physical sport. He could play tennis. He could play. He could do field and track. Track and field, I mean. Yeah. There are so many options, kid, besides football. he could get into band. He could get into band. I was if he wants, because, like, the main reason he's pissed is that he's afraid he's going to lose his teammatery. There are so many different sports for teams. He could join the wrestling team. He could join so much. I
1: don't know if wrestling would necessarily be good for.
0: You don't get concussions in wrestling. Oh, okay. You're thinking of the real. You're f- thinking of fake wrestling where they you, get a the real concussion. You're about to
1: say real wrestling. <laughs> no, the real wrestling. Yep. Real wrestling where you get the fake concussions.
0: Yes. No, no, you're, you, you've are you never seen Foxcatcher. It's okay. I understand. You know, Bill Steve Carell's character molested all those boys. It's alright. He loves it. He's Steve Carell. <laughs> well, so He's like, ah, let me touch you. I'm Steve Carell. Let me finger you in my nose. I'm Mark Ruffalo,
1: and I'm not sure that's a good idea. <laughs> Steve Carell smites you with his nose.
0: Why do I go for his nose? He has a weird-looking nose, right?
1: He reminded me of Mr. G when I was a kid. Right.
0: 40-year-old virgin. Mr. G. <laughs> hey,
1: Doc. Shout out to my fifth grade teacher, Mr. G.
0: Yep, Mr. G. Mr. Gangster. That's what the G stood for. Yeah. Sorry. Did I say gangster? I meant gay. Everyone thought he was gay.
1: I, I had some inklings, but I wasn't sure. It was just one of those, like, I don't care.
0: Right. I was like, I didn't care. I had Miss Russell, so it didn't matter.
1: I had Mr. G, but he was a good teacher, so. Miss
0: Russell was better. She, you know. But you, she retired. She retired? But, no, let me clarify why she was the best teacher. You know what was covered in her room? Hmm. Garfield stuff everywhere. Like, there were Garfield posters. That whole room. Like, we, we were in one of the outside. Like, okay, let's. I don't know if, like, everyone knows this kind of experience. But there's these, like, portable, like, makeshift, like, schoolhouses that were only supposed to be. Temporary, and I was inside one of them. Literally, it's just a classroom-sized like box that's outside with maybe a swamp cooler. With with, like a swamp cooler, it wasn't too hot. It wasn't too bad in one of those. It was worse if you are in like the music room because everyone was breathing hard. Yeah, I was gonna say the music room sucked.
1: (laughs) You know what I loved? Huh. Those sticks in the music room that like made different noises when you hit them together.
0: I don't know what you're talking they about. They
1: were basically like just plastic tube. They're basically like cheap PVC pipe. Okay. That like when you hit them together, it would make different, like certain ones would be A, certain ones would be B.
0: So different notes. Yes, I yeah. get it. But yeah, no, her whole room was covered in Garfield stuff. And it, it's pretty funny. Pretty funny. Her husband also told me I had a career in acting ahead of me and I have not lived up to it. I'm sorry, Mr. Russell. I, I, I still think back to that day and I'm just like, I let that man down. He's dead, watching over me, being like, that kid, he had a career right ahead of him, and he's wasted it on fucking Sam. I'm sorry, I'm horny, and I need my pushing for the cushion. And
1: I'm here. <laughs> yep. And Miss Carbon was, like, my, like, twin spirit.
0: Yep. So then before Lucas could ask this stupid question, this this happens, and I, I gotta read on page 33 what happens. Wasn't
1: that the same thing where it was basically they just read it again?
0: But before he could... could Bef- okay, what else do I have, Lucas wanted to ask But Before he could could Something over Lucas's shoulders caught Uncle Benny's attention Lucas turned And then he saw it too A glint of silver against the bright blue Out of nowhere A huge jet airplane zoomed into view It was flying very low <laughs> I had to read It was flying very low And
1: then 9-11 happened
0: Yeah, so that's what my notes say So now it's 9-11 and- Oh wait, no, no, that's not where it is so it's now eight forty-six a.m. and that plane is headed towards an abrupt destination—one of the twin towers. And Lucas realizes all the people in the building are in danger, and that firefighters like Benny, are and his dad were in danger since they would need to go in and save them. This kid—he's a real sharp one, realizing that firefighters had to put themselves in danger to go help other people. Sharp kid right here, Ray. You know, this guy's—he's—he's he's probably you know fucking fucking bitches. I don't know. <laughs> And getting them pregnant and being like I'm doing, I'm New York, it's okay. So the fire station leaves to the tower. Uncle Ben, Uncle Benny mentioning that Lucas's dad is heading there as well. Lucas stays at the station and tries calling his mom, but she doesn't answer, and he's left there with his thoughts.
1: Which honestly isn't a horrible thing to call his mom,
0: like. No, no, that's that's real. That's very real. That's fair. So he knew that at the fire station, that everyone had a job that needed to be done. So he goes inside and sees the dishes that haven't been done. So he gets on that while the TV on the counter is tuned onto the news, giving us what's going on at Ground Zero. Then, while he's picking up and cleaning a skillet, the second tower is hit. Da-da-da! So Lucas is freaking the fuck out, understandably, and tries calling his mom and dad again, but to no avail. And he doesn't want to be alone. So he's like, I'm heading towards the towers to be with Uncle Benny and Dad. Bitches, kid, they're working! Stop it. Bad kid. Bad.
1: And Rudy Giuliani would like you to know that he was in that general area.
0: Also, he's struggling with the idea that this was done on purpose, and this is my favorite quote from the book. But who could be insane enough, evil enough to fly planes into buildings?
1: The same one the US government funded and gave weapons to. Shh shh
0: shh. shh. These are Saudis, Sam. We didn't pay no Saudis to do this.
1: That's still We pay
0: we, we trained Osama, and Osama just recruited these guys.
1: That's, that's what I mean, though, is that still.
0: So that one line makes me so, just makes me go, ugh, this is a kid's book, and the attacks that happened on 9-11 shouldn't be explained so black and white. Remember, who funded Osama to begin with, but in the end, yes, fuck the people who perpetrated this event, but America's hands aren't clean on this one, and could have prevented this.
1: Well, and I guess one of the things my mom said that, like, some of the things that took people by surprise. hmm is that like apparently like historically hijacking has been like a peaceful thing where it's like air con where it's like oh we want to go here and then they just go there and then that's the end well, like it wasn't crash into a it wasn't crash into a building okay
0: so th- this is how it happened during 9/11 i actually listened to the last podcast on the left so i could actually verify this cuz i knew they did a lot of research the first plane they literally were like, no, we're going back to the airport, everyone calm down, yada yada yada. They they made them, they gave them the illusion that they were going back to the airport so they could get their shit. But they lied to them, obviously, and they flew towards New York to the Twin Towers. Which, so happens, was the first location of the first American, te- or foreign terrorist attack on America. Because Pearl Harbor was not a terrorist attack, that was a act of war, which... Hmm. I mean, I mean seriously. Yeah. I mean, in technicality, you could call nine eleven uh an act of war as well, since it ended, It started this endless war that we're in, and you know the military industrial complex has been profiting on it since you know since the beginning. But You're gonna
1: say since like uh... the eighties. Shh. You shush my vagina. Shh. You shush my vagina, people. Shh.
0: Well, you know your big flapping lips need to shut the fuck up, bitch. You know that's funny. It was. <laughs> Why are you getting angry when it's funny, Sam? You're supposed to laugh. Laugh for me.
1: <laughs> you're so funny, Chris. Oh, Chris, you're so funny.
0: <laughs> that's all men want to hear. That's all I want to hear, but she won't give it to me, and she'll just fucking give me this, like, <laughs> you're so funny. <laughs> yes, that's what I sound like. you know, not funny. Oh, you're so funny, Chris. I'm Southern. My name is Southern Sam, and I, and this is Jackass. <laughs> and now I'm going to sit on Chris's face. <laughs> she, she thinks it's hilarious. I'm funny. I'm funny, I guys. I you are, honey. Stop saying it like I'm not funny. <laughs> I know.
1: That's a funny bit, though.
0: So Lucas continues... Oh, wait. Hold on. That's not where I left off on this. Uh, where did I leave off? Uh, he goes okay. to... So Lucas continues his way north towards the towers and notices people awestruck by what had happened and people moving south. Who look like they came from the towers. He sees a policeman waving people through. Telling them to leave the area and head south. But Lucas says fuck the police. And keeps going. And is stopped by a policeman asking if he's lost. When suddenly he hears his name. And it's his dad. They embrace and dad is like. I got, I, I got to get my equipment from the truck. and And he tells Lucas to head back to the station. But then suddenly. A sound louder than all the wails. And cries from the sirens is heard. And Lucas' dad, shouting at people to run away from the tower, and he grabs Lucas and pulls him and some others into a convenience store and tells them all to get down. Whoosh! The sound of shattering glass and a gust of wind covers the place, and it feels as if Lucas is the only person left alive, but the silence is broken by Lucas' dad when he calls to him and the others to see if they're okay. They leave, and that was 9-11, everyone. We didn't skip ahead to November 4th and find out no one survived because they all had 911 interstitial lung disease. The end. Uncle Benny survived because it was a bitch ass ending.
1: Yeah, but like some of the other fire people that like you barely meet, they're like, "Oh, hi Mark." "Oh, hi Mark." And Mark's dead. Yeah. And the chief is dead. Yep. But you don't know them and you don't give a shit about them. Yeah,
0: you don't feel sorry for it. You're like, oh. Like, that was my biggest problem. It's like, they should, like, she even wrote, Uncle Benny was gonna die and it's like, okay, that makes sense, because not a lot of people, like, there was only the first people who got there, only one of those firemen actually made it out alive. So I guess it was Uncle Benny. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, fuck you bitches. I lived, bitch. He's in the hospital one, you know, that picture. Yeah. I lived, bitch.
1: I mean, that's, he was in the hospital, like, that's why... They didn't hear from him.
0: For so long, yeah. I was about to say, not a very good book. I did not care for this one. Even, like, I don't know if it's because we both lived through 9-11 as, you know, pre-teens. I'd say that we both had our facilities at this point. We were both not old enough to really know what was going on, but at the same time, we know that this book would not help us cope with it. Yeah. You know, because for me, 9-11 didn't mean shit. I was 9 and I was just like... Okay, that happened, and then the world just went by. Because guess what? A nine-year-old doesn't get two shits about this. I care about Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon.
1: Well, and my thing is, say if you had someone that died in 9-11. Yeah. Like, let's say that that was a thing that happened. Because it must have happened. Because yeah. a lot of people died. Yeah. That wouldn't help me cope, because it's like, oh, well, his, he got to live... And the whole, nothing will ever be the same. Oh, yeah. They, dad... there, there
0: is a line that says, nothing will ever be the same. And
1: his dad and him basically bonded over the trauma. Yay, trauma bonding. Yay. Like, what if, like, the kid was made a fucking orphan? And it's like, oh, who do I have to trauma bond with? No one.
0: Well, technically his mom wouldn't, wouldn't have died. But, like... Unless she worked at... Oh, that would have been a good twist. Fucking only yeah. Uncle Benny survived. Like, Uncle Benny had to stay behind with him because he felt bad for the kid. And he wanted to wait for the dad to come back. But, like, the dad went to be at the fire, went to the fire thing, you know? Yeah. Now people out. And he died a hero. And Uncle Benny was like, well, I have to live. Because all my fucking teammates died. All because of this little shithead kid. And then he grows up beating on the kid. Because fuck him. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, my thing is, it's like, it's also like, not only would it not, and like, I don't know. I just don't think it would help cope. And it also well, just feels like.
0: The thing is, this book was written in 20... Let me double check real quick before I make an assumption. Uh, it came out in 2012. So the the kids, we were kids when 9-11 happened. We were adults at that point. We were, what? we I, I was 20 at the point of this book being come out. You would have been either 19 or 20. Yeah. And like, we obviously were not in need of coping with this. And I think a lot, I mean, a lot of kids who were, because, okay, her explanation of why she wrote it is because kids at like uh fucking... Things would be like, we want an hide eleven book because we're stupid. Because they didn't live through it and they just wanted to know more about it because no one wanted to talk to them about it. Because Americans are very self-centered and very, oh, we don't want to talk about our trauma, but we will say fuck yeah America about it.
1: Well, and there's tends to be like three flavors that doesn't really tell what happened. Yeah. There's the conspiracy theory that denies, Ugh. which, fuck that. Fuck that. There's the jingoistic approach of America, fuck yeah, we did nothing wrong.
0: Yeah, no, And buddy. I'm not, not a fan of that one either. Nope.
1: And then there's kind of the, hmm, uh, kind of response. Yeah. That's the, oh, look, honey, birds.
0: Look, look, birds flying into the town. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: then Robert Pat- Patterson, is Patterson.
0: Patterson. Patterson. Patterson is there edward from twilight is there and he saves the day (laughs) edward prevented 9-11 9-11 averted we did it i want to i want to live in a world where edward from twilight prevented uh, 9-11 i bet that's a i bet that's a fanfic somewhere oh dear god where edward and the guy from that movie that i don't remember what it's called I don't either, I That's remember. played by Robert Pattinson, and he dies from nine eleven. He dies from it, <laughs> you know, because it's like cancer, you know. Oh, I died from nine eleven.
1: Well, because literally, what happens is it shows him like at his dad's office or some shit. Like then. there was a
0: phone call, and he's like in. Like it shows the building, and he's out, and he's he's inside, and the, it's the perspective is from the outside. Because I actually watched the ending part like on accident, and I was just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, not knowing anything about the movie, and being like, "What the fuck is going on?" Because, you know, I work at a movie theater and I tend to I tend to walk in at the last couple minutes of a movie when on floor. Because you want to be like, okay, the credits are starting. I'll go get the door. And then I watched that part and I was just like, what the fuck? What? 9-11 happened? That dude's dead. Why didn't Edward save him? Why didn't Edward <laughs> save himself?
1: Because he didn't want to let people know that he was a vampire.
0: <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. And I've lost my fangs again.
1: Well, I also remember that, like, Spider-Man... And Lilo and Stitch had to change bits about there.
0: I know that I know that Lilo and Stitch changed it because there was like a low flying plane in Hawaii. But I thought the only things they changed with Spider-Man was like they had to edit out the Twin Towers and also the part at the end where he flies in front of the American flag and poses in front of it. And it's just like America, Spider-Man, come and wait. Why didn't you prevent nine eleven, Spider-Man? Well,
1: it's like this thing where, like, Spider-Man catches, like, a helicopter or a plane or something between the Twin Towers was a thing.
0: Oh, no. And that's where everyone
1: was like, maybe no. Yeah, maybe
0: no, no, no.
1: Let's no, no, no. not. Spider-Man, let no. Let's not do that. <sighs> and that's fair.
0: <clears throat> one of my favorite things about 9-11 is, um, <laughs> one of my favorite things was all the dead people. No. <laughs> that's so funny. Uh, no, no, it's the, it's the comic book, like, that, what happened, like, post-comics. Because it was mainly, like, I, I know that Marvel had a huge, like, that impacted them a lot. Because, you know, Marvel and DC do print out of uh, New York. But, like, with, with Marvel, a lot of their characters are New York-based. Like, I'd say, like, a good half of them are New York-based. Even more than that, probably. Yeah. Like, the only ones who aren't are, like, Canadian or Black. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Black Panther-related. Black Panther. Rest in peace, Chadwick Bozeman. Yes. Um, but no, like, like, like that's the thing. Like, a lot of them are based out of New York, and, like, they didn't prevent 9-11 in their books. They let it happen.
1: But those supervillains helped out, too. Yes.
0: Which is like, what the fuck? Seriously? You guys try to kill people on a massive scale, and you're like, oh no, these brown people tried to do it. It wasn't us whiteies, So it's not okay. Like, that's that's what I'm getting from it, personally. When-
1: when Doctor Doom does it, it's fine.
0: But when a brown person does it, mm-hmm. I, I mean that's that's my personal opinion on that. You know, I'm just like, no, fuck off. No, the supervillains would probably be like, oh, wow, good on them. Let's join them. You know,
1: or take advantage of. Like I like think it, it was like Lex. I know it's I know it's DC and not Marvel. Lex
0: Luthor stole 40 cakes. That's ten Sam. And he stole so many more cakes on 9/11.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like he'd just be at the cake shop, just being like, "These are." He'd be
0: now. in Metropolis buying more cakes and being like, "I'm not paying for these." <laughs> like, He's just fucking looting the cakes. Just looting cakes, cake looter, cake looter. Why am I assuming that the cop killer? <laughs> You got anything else to say about 9/11 this book, Sam? Um,
1: one of the things I remember just because, like, I was in. Go ahead. Like, was just some of the like I I always thought like in my head. Yeah. That it stopped around like 2006, like the hyper pro America. Yeah. Stuff. Stopped around like 2006. no, no. no. I remember it's... like in high school some of it's still going on and i'm like still
0: going on it's it's because they it wasn't as prevalent for us as like high schoolers because they didn't force us to do you know for band and stuff to always do star spangled banner do proud to be american in chorus and stuff like that
1: well we had to do star spangled banner because for the for For sports and shit yeah yeah. for
0: football but at the same time i feel like you know it it was more impactful and shit you know what was funny about nine post 9-11 how after I don't know if it happened At your middle school But for my, our middle school After the Pledge of Allegiance We would always have A moment of silence As a middle schooler I thought that was The stupidest fucking thing What am I gonna What am I having silence for What am I going silent for There's nothing to have silence for I mean Yeah sure Katrina may have happened But it's like I, I'm a little fucking Tweenager being like do not me I don't care
1: So I just remember the like the elementary school, and where you had to stand at like silence around the flagpole, which by the way was like creepy. It felt weird to me, like even as like a fourth grader. Yeah. yeah, I was like, why are we all standing outside staring
0: at a flag? It's it's indoctrination. Well, that's what me, they're doing.
1: I know. Part of me was like, I could run home because <laughs> <laughs> my home was literally yeah, it's literally right there for like, you. Yeah, you were. A, I was a fat kid, but I knew it was still running distance. Yep.
0: You're like, gotta get home to Rusty. I don't
1: know. Did we have Rusty by like then? I think uh, we had Rusty. I don't know.
0: You'd have to tell me. I'm assuming because dog. <laughs> I think so. But yeah, you know, like that's, that's... Like they tried to indoctrinate us by forcing us to do the Pledge of Allegiance way more than they used to. And it just felt bad. Like I'm glad. I realized it was funny. Back in like high school, they just stopped. Yeah. All together. Like they were just like, yeah, no, we're not going to force you guys... To do Pledge of Allegiance and shit, which I'm just like, thank you. That was just so dumb.
1: I remember freshman year it just felt weird, not because, like, I wanted to do it. Yeah. But because but that's, that's just that was just normal. normal. That
0: was just the normal thing to do. I was like, wait, do. we don't
1: have to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance?
0: Yeah, we don't have to do shit. I was like, okay. Because they were probably like, yeah, this is probably they're more mature. They should know better by now. Should. Not always. Doesn't mean they are.
1: I remember in high school, my freshman year. Do you remember Homecoming?
0: I mean, the- I know. home. Yeah, I know what Homecoming is. I remember what it is. Like I remember, the young Republicans,
1: they tried to have freedom fries. Yeah, no one bought anything.
0: No one wants cold, gross freedom fries.
1: And one person was like, "I will buy them. I will buy some of your freedom fries if you call them French fries." <laughs> and I can't remember if they actually did it or not. <laughs> but I was like, "Good on you." For, yeah,
0: I was about to say, "There's telling no the young point. Republicans
1: to fuck off."
0: Yeah, like at that point. Like, fuck off with that shit. Like, the Freedom Prize thing was so 2001, 2002.
1: And this was 2008, 2007.
0: 2007, if it was your freshman year, yeah. yeah. Like, fuck off. Fucking, ugh, ugh, young Republicans, they're gross. They're just stupid.
1: I think they also, like, back in the day, tore down either the GSA stuff or the witch, like, the pagan alliance shit.
0: I didn't even know there was a pagan alliance thing in high school.
1: I went to one of their things. Oh, yeah? It was weird.
0: <laughs> like, how?
1: Like we wandered, you know that like, you know that like grassy area between the main building and the V building. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be that like, we'd be able to let our intuition find where we were. Some shit. I almost ran into a tree. Is <laughs> <laughs> the long and short of it.
0: Wait, there's no grass portion. That was just cement.
1: No, it was like that grassy hill-like area, like. It wasn't the V-Building. You it mean was the gym in the
0: main. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Gym y- in the main. Yeah, gym in main. Yeah, okay, that area. This is why
1: I almost ran into a tree. <laughs> yeah, because you didn't know about it. It's all right. Know where anything was.
0: You know, the only clubs I ever joined were the Flying Spaghetti Monster Club, which I think I have a picture of that in my sophomore year yearbook, I think. it Can't be 100% on that one. That That's like the only one I was truly part of that was like part of pictures. I was part of Computer Club in my uh, freshman year, and when they actually started, they actually made, like, cards. And uh, the girl who made mine thought I was a junior, and, like, she didn't ask me what my grade was. She gave it to me. and was like, oh, I thought you were a junior. You act so mature. And I'm like, I'm just quiet and don't know how to talk to you guys because I'm shy and bashful and scared because I'm a freshman and I don't want to get killed.
1: My favorite was, a. Uh... so I only went to one of those, so I was never really part of it. Yeah. I I was my senior year I was vice president of D and D
0: club. Yep.
1: And president of poetry club. Yeah. So that that's that's the kid I was in high school.
0: Sad and fat, got it.
1: Hey, this ass got your ass in D and D club.
0: Yes, it did. Got no well, technically Max and Joey convinced me to go because I wanted to meet up with them, and then I was like. Then I had like, uh, what's it called? Like Gonzo cartoon eyes that go wing, 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 whoa! Look at the booty on
1: that one. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, I want to stay on this because.
0: And I was like, oh, there's a fart in here. Yep. But so so yeah. Yep, I still hit it and quit it. Yeah, but I quit it yet. <laughs> I can quit. I it. Oh, you can't tell me what to do. Thank you for joining <laughs> us this week on Drug and Book Club 911 edition. Wee wee! Oh, do you hear that siren? Oh no! A paper airplane's gonna hit the Tower of Books. Wee wee! Bad <laughs> taste alert. Thank you for joining us this week. I'm Christopher the Rube. You can follow the podcast on on Facebook at Speaking of Which Podcast, and you can also follow us on the Twitter page at SOW underscore Podcast. Also, make sure to look up the Speaking of Which Podcast on patreon and pitch in a dollar it really does mean a lot if you guys pitch in money and we only charge once a month it it does help us in the long run one dollar one dollar means a lot more than a review but a review does mean a lot as well so just take it like this a review means a lot but a dollar means more
1: and if you do both then you're really cool
0: you're really cool like we'll high five your dick like this and you can follow me at the underscore rupal on twitter and instagram I mostly do the Speaking of Which pot, SOW underscore podcast on Twitter, so follow that one more. It's more fun. I like to retweet on there. Sam, where can we find you?
1: Twitter and Instagram at Berserker Rose.
0: And make sure to follow our good pals Weiss at Force Left Hander on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And follow our good pal Juan at Force...
1: <laughs> at Force Left Hander also. Yes,
0: and Force <laughs> Left Hander as well. No, at Voice of J-Rod on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And make sure to go to visit his website, of Voice of... Wait, jrovio G-Ro. dot com. So what should we end this podcast on song? On Sam? song. Yeah, what song um, should we end this on, Sam?
1: Pardon
0: me, goes American Idiot. It will be American Idiot. My, but I want to do Murrican by The Descendants. That'd be uh, okay. Which, they both have kind of the same kind of feeling, because they don't, both don't want to be American Idiots. Yeah. We can also do "Holiday" by Green Day. I do like "Holiday." That's, that's a good song as well. I was like,
1: most of the stuff on American Idiot. Yeah, I was would about to say good. like
0: like most of that. I'm not doing t- "Wake Me Up" Winston Tamers over because I'm not a big fan of that one. I
1: thought that was on a 21st century breakdown.
0: Uh, I don't know, but I'm not a No, big that fan was, of it.
1: that was American. That was American Idiot. 21st century breakdown has 21 guns.
0: There you go. <laughs>
1: what
0: other songs could we put on the the enders? 12
1: minute one? <laughs> American Idiot. There's a 12 minute song.
0: We, oh wait, you know what we can do? We can put the, the Phineas and Ferb version of American Idiot, where they they pitched up uh, Billy Armstrong's voice to sound like Ferb or Phineas from Phineas and Ferb, and it's pretty great. Yep. I might put that one, but I don't know yet.
1: St. Jimmy's coming around across the alleyway, up on the boulevard and stricken sure hand grenade.
0: See, you're mumbling. Mumbler!
1: Yeah, because I'm drunk and I don't remember the words because it's been like.
0: We can also put, um. Credence Clearwater revival song on here. Fortunate Son. Help me! It ain't me! I ain't no fortunate one, no! Um, uh, we we could put, um.
1: Probably something from Bad Religion. They have something.
0: They definitely have something from around that era. They definitely do. Oh. Bombs Over Baghdad by uh, by Outkast.
1: Bombs Over Baghdad. You know what would be awful? Uh, the Madonna one.
0: Oh, that song is bad. It's so bad. I can't remember what it is, but I'm definitely not putting that one. <laughs> oh, God, no. Because that's awful. No, we're putting something punk at the end of this. We'll, I'll decide when I edit like I always do. Stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you for joining us this week. Good night, everyone. And make sure to smoke up that barbecue pit for some 9-11 sausages.
1: (laughs) I want some 9-11 sausage. She She wants wants cock.